Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated R because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya.
know I had to let that song ride out. Let's chill. 1988, what? Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. It is Men's Month, and we are celebrating men, hearing from men, and talking about men issues. Tonight, our topic is the hard choices men must make to have magnificent marriages. You know, because it's easy to say I want to spend the rest of my life with you, but there's some hard choices that not only men but women must make to make that marriage successful, prosperous, and happy. And we're talking about the hard choices men must make. And we have two phenomenal guests tonight, and one surprise guest may drop by. Uh, And so welcome. If you're a first-time listener to Real Talk with Tanya White, I want to say hello and thank you. I want to say hello to all the people that are logging on in the chat uh, woman to Woman and Dre 5000. Um, if you're a first-time listener to Real Talk with Tanya White, this show is uniquely designed with your mind. We're here to change your no-I-can't attitudes into yes-I-can't actions, and we do that by bringing issues that are real, relevant, and refreshing. That's why we say that we're rated R, and tonight is going to be no different. And so we have a co-host tonight. I love co-hosts, you guys, and so I'm going to bring her right on. It's my friend, my colleague from St. Louis, Missouri, Ms. Sherlyn Vaughn. Hello, Ms. Sherlyn. How are you? Hello, Tanya. How are you? I am fantabulous on this afternoon. I'm fantabulous. How are you? Excellent, excellent. I'm excited and ready to hear what the guests have to say. Yes, it's men's month. And don't you just love men? I love I know. Brothers, friends, cousins, even ex-boyfriends, because they all shake me into the woman I am today. So that's why I had to celebrate men's month in September. Excellent. So we're going to talk about marriage tonight. Last week, Sherlyn, we had a hot topic, hard choices men must make in dating. And if you missed that show, you guys, Danielle was my co-host, and we both were speechless, if that is something that you can believe. Both of our guests left us speechless, Sherlyn. I was like, wow. I have nothing else to say. And you know I love to talk, girl. <laughs> I was speechless after that show. So if you missed it, anybody listening, Go listen to the archives. We had Ed Houston from Denver and the author of Single and Living Free, and then Anthony C. Rucker from Los Angeles, California, the author of Relationship Cookbook. But, Sherlyn, before we bring in our first guest in a few moments, I want you to tell our audience who you are and what you're doing. Okay. My name is Sherlyn Vaughn. I am a transformational forgiveness specialist. As well as a radio talk show host, I have a uh, radio show on Live Talk, which is called Unveiling the Mask, that airs on Sundays at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time, as well as I'm currently writing and working on my second book, which is the subtitle, the title release of Everything That I Do, Unveiling the Mask. Okay. And when is that hot? You know I've been bugging you about that book. I know, I know, and it's so in-depth. It, you know, and once you think you got something down, something else comes to memory. So I am planning its debut uh, during March of 2010. Yeah, Women's Month. I'm declaring that round right now in the name of Jesus. That's going to be a New York Times bestseller because you've given me some nuggets of what you're writing in that book. Y'all, you're going to have to get Unveiling Ooh, I- the Mask. <laughs> I and- and yeah, yeah, go receive it in the name of Jesus because ever since you told me about the topic a couple of years ago, I was like, Sherlyn, you got to get that book out. You got to get that book up. But you know, I know as a writer, it's all about timing. And I believe 10, 2010 is when everybody who was positioned 
and prepared to win. They're going to win. They're going to win over, you know, uh, issues of that from their past. They're going to win in their career. So I'm declaring that right now. You know you'll be back to discuss yes, that hot it. book, <laughs> Unveiling yes. the Mask. And when's your show on? Did I miss that? Girl, I'm so excited. I'm trying to calm myself down before we bring on Jesse Duckworth. So when's okay. your show? It airs every Sunday at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time, as well as I want your guests to stay tuned. I've started an online social network titled Nothing Else But Unveiling the Mass, and it's for uh, women and men, but mostly women who have come from uh, backgrounds of abuse, rape, uh, molestation, incest, it's a sister circle. It's not to yeah. talk about ain't it awful and this is what happened to me. It's a sister circle of coming and sharing what happened and what. how did you get over it. It's, you know, it's 2009. We're about on, on the brink of 2010, mm-hmm. and it's still such a secret. And one of my sole purpose is to release the secrecy behind this national epidemic. Yeah, and it is very much a national epidemic. So I'm excited for you, and I'm going to be praying for the effort because as a writer, I know that as you get closer to your release date, oh, heck, breaks loose, okay? Mm -hmm. And distractions come, so we're going to pray for your focus. But I forgot, forgive me, my wonderful sponsor, Loretta Faith Harris. Uh, She is helping you change your tragedy into triumph, and you can visit Loretta Faith Harris at www. Chpublishing.org. We want to say thank you. She is our Dynamic Diamond sponsor. And please get her book, The Journey Less Traveled. It is the book of the month this month for uh, African Americans on the Move Book Club with Tamika Newhouse. Uh, I just read a few chapters and literally chills went up my spine, just her her revealing her experience in her life. And if you want to become a sponsor of the Real Talk with Tanya White show, we have four fantastic packages for you. So visit TanyaWhite.com, T-A-N-Y-A dot, excuse me, Tanya White, T-A-N-Y-A, white is in the color, dot com, or email us at realtalk at TanyaWhite.com. Listen, if you love this show and you want to promote your book, we do fantastic jobs promoting, using aggressive marketing strategies to drive people to your site and purchase your products. So check us out. Send us an email. We would love to send you a package. And also, while you're visiting TanyaWhite.com, Sign up for Tanya's Tips. It's a free, inspirational, motivational newsletter, and we're always looking for writers to share. So if you talk about life, love, relationships, money, spiritual issues, hey, send me an email at tanya at tanyawhite.com, and you're going to see that my new book, The 99 Mills, Who Make Your Life a Living Hell, is going to be released September 29th. And no, it is not a male bashing book, but it's building healthy communication between men and women. And if you want to book me for your show, just... Holler at me. Now, Sherlyn, we have our first guest on the line. Do you have your questions? Yes, I do. I am ready. I love talking about relationships and marriage, and I want to get to the root of, because, you know, society has uh, made it so that men dread marriage. You know, it's like a have-to situation instead of a want-to situation. But I know a lot of great men who love the idea of marriage, who are working hard, to have successful and healthy marriages. So I'm anxious to talk to Mr. Jesse Duckworth. He, this is going to be his third time on the show. Wow. And so we're going to wow. bring him right on. He is the author of Against All Odds, and he is an assistant principal in Ohio. So welcome to the show once again, Mr. Jesse. Hello. Hello, Tanya. How are you doing? I am fantastic. How are you doing, Jesse? 
Doing pretty good. Um, I uh, actually I just just got over a little cold, but um, I'm good. I'm I'm good. Uh, school year started and uh, off to a good start, and so uh, everything's well. Well, that's fantastic. I know it's the downfall of getting back in school. You catch all those little germs, man, little you know? darling. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. So, but I'm 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 much better now, actually. So. Well, good to hear it. We love having you on the My co-host tonight is Miss Sherlyn Vaughn from St. Louis. So we're going to tag team you tonight with the questions about marriage, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Men and marriage, the hard choices men must make. So we, we're anticipating a hot, informative show, and you're just the man to help us out tonight. But before we get started, Jesse, tell us who you are in your own words. Well, uh, again, my name is Jesse Duckworth, and I'm mm-hmm. uh, assistant principal. I've worked in the school system for over, man, it seemed like 14 years or so. Um, I'm also an advisor for a national uh, mentoring program called ASAB, which stands for Student African American Brotherhood. And then, um, as you just mentioned, uh, author, and um, I'm also a musician. And um, I do a lot uh, within uh, my church, local church, helping out with um, music ministry. Yeah, you're busy. And how do you find the time being an administrator? I would never know. But you do what you do with excellence. Give us your website information so people can check it out while they're listening. Well, you can go to jessieduckworth.com, J-E-S-S-E, duckworth.com. And uh, you can click on uh, contact information or um, bio and all other kind of stuff about me there. All right. Sherlyn, you ready? We're going to... We're gonna... Yes, we're gonna be, you know, we were gonna ask you some hard hitting questions. Jesse, you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I I I feel like I'm outnumbered. But, um, <laughs> Listen, we have men listening. Our chat is. We got men in the chat, men on the line, and so if you if you're a man and you want to chime in, call three four seven two one five six four four six, and remember to press number one and help a brother out. Okay. <laughs> and we're in support of you, Jesse. Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> We celebrate men on this show. That's good. That's good. I appreciate that. All right. Go ahead, Sherilyn. How long have you been married? Well, it'll be uh, two two years, three months, and ten days, actually. What? Wow. You got it down to the days. Got it down to the days. All right. Now, now the uh, (laughs) how did you as a man have to adjust from casually dating your wife to actually going into a committed and serious monogamous uh, engagement. Well, I think my situation um, probably not like unlike others, but with me, um, I just had the because um, I got married when I was 34. I mean, I was pretty serious about who I wanted to um, be with and the type of person that I wanted and whatnot. So I didn't do a whole lot of um, dating. Um, I pretty much, you know, I stay focused. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, um, you know, every now and then, I mean, if we're, if I went out, sometimes it would be with groups and stuff like that. But I never, I never even attempted unless it was somebody that I felt, you know, would have, you know, certain qualities and, you know, marriage type material. So it wasn't that hard to to make an adjustment. You know, I, I when you're not dating a lot, when you find somebody, you're you're Man, I'm, I was ready to to mm. be with someone. So see, so you wasn't a player, player, Jesse. 
Like, society has us thinking that all men are player players and they got women lined up for each day. <laughs> well, um, I mean, there's still a lot of player players, but there are some, some men out there that, that are looking to, um, you know, commit to somebody. But, again, I think I think with men, I think we, are, we may be, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I think we are – I think we hold we may hold out a little longer because we're um in in some cases with well, with some men I would say they're waiting to um they just want to go out and get get all the heart, you know the party phase out and all that kind of stuff but then there are others you know just we're just selective and we want to make sure that you know we get what we want you know we're not going to settle and the thing about it is with women is like for the most part or what what I believe you should do is wait for the guy to come to you. So a lot of women are kind of in waiting mode, too, at the same time. But, you know, with us, you know, being the ones that pursue, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think we just wait for our moment. So it's kind of like it could be more of a, a waiting game with you guys, but at the same time we, we wait, too. You're waiting, too. What's so. interesting to hear that you said you didn't date a lot, you, and when you did that you were serious uh, and you knew what you were looking for. Do you think, uh, what are some, you know, society has us thinking, you know, that men, they're just visual, they just want to date. They don't even uh, agree with the concept of marriage. How can men, uh, those serious men such as yourself who believe in marriage, who want to get married, uh, help change those stereotypes? Hmm. Well, that's a good question. Wow. Um, I think one of the, I mean, as far as like different stereotypes, I guess I had the luxury of having some people around me that actually had, you know, good good marriages, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would I would ask them about marriage and you know different questions and whatnot. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, no marriage is perfect. Right. But um, I think overall, as far as society is concerned, I think one of the main things um, that that gets men is um, just the whole losing their freedom, mm. and um, I myself, I mean, you know, when you're when you're single, you you can you can go when you want to, and it's no big deal. It's 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 your life. You do what you want to do, and then when you get married, um, that was in my mind. Like, okay, see, I mean, I don't want to be tied down at mm-hmm. the same time, but um, I think through de- through the dating process. Um, there was just a lot of things that was discussed ahead of time. You know, the communication is so key. But um, I just think if men would, um, I mean, they can get past some of those stereotypes really by experience, you know. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the, the longer a man says, well, no, I don't want this because, you know, I heard that this happens or whatever. I mean, how is a man ever going to know until they take that step right. and uh, get married? Just don't be afraid to communicate and just know that, you know, before you even ask her, or pop the question or whatever, men need to ask all those questions. And, and not only that, while they're dating, kind of test it out, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to the freedom part, you know. If you want to go out with the fellas or whatever and, and just let her know, like, hey, see what her response is like. If she's like, well, no, I want you to, uh, you know, red flag, mm-hmm. you know. But I think if men just test the grounds out, you know, all those different types of things that they were looking for, they can break all that stereotype stuff and uh, be able to move forward and get married. But we just got to not be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. Oh, ask 
questions. Ask questions, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to relationships. Great point, Jesse. I didn't mean to stump you up, but you no, did you're a phenomenal <laughs> job. <laughs> Thanks. All right, Sherlyn, you got another question? Yeah, and it's uh, he. You said a key point, Jesse, that kind of ties into my next question because you mentioned in your answer that you looked at other people who had healthy relationships and you asked questions concerning your marriage mm-hmm. before you got married. And in today's society, when a lot of people are looking at failed marriages. Yeah. And that was a key point because you said you actually went out seeking help for it. And one of the things I want to know, because you have a lot of people, uh, before they get married now, they're living together. Mm-hmm. And they feel that there's no big difference from the boyfriend to the husband. So besides the you know the obvious of the name change, what responsibilities did you have to accept uh, to live up to the, potent, uh, the position of her husband rather than her boyfriend. Well, first of all, um, I, I we got like, serious on the <laughs> No, 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 no. I just want to. It, it 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 almost went like two ways with the with the question. But just to kind of just to throw this out before I go into the whole responsibility boyfriend girlfriend type thing. I mean, this this the uh, there's. Uh, statistics out there that even show that you know when you have two people uh, you know living together um, before they marry um, nine I can say nine times out of ten but there's a higher rate of um, you know having some difficulties and especially in a um, from a male perspective you know it's pretty much like you know you, you, uh, physically and in every other kind of way a guy is getting everything they want and you know, for the woman too. But the thing about it is, you know, it's so easy for, you know, a guy to walk away from it. It's like I'm not married, you know. And I think that's the trick that a lot of women get into. Well, we just live live together. I got them, whatever. No, that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. But moving on to the whole boyfriend husband situation. Um, well, I think the responsibility is is just the biggest thing. It's it's not as much when you're, you know, when I was when we were dating. Um, you know, there were no um, financial responsibility for the most part. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, when we went out, um, I was paying. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, as far as, you know, like we're married now, so, we, you know, we share, uh, you know, a savings account, you know, to ask um, someone to, you know, to give up that type of thing when you got two people to have their own money and all that, it's it's just different. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when it comes to, you know, communication, I didn't have to tell her everywhere I went or anything like that. I can go where mm-hmm. I want to go and different things like that. But I think, you know, one one of the problems with a lot of guys, especially I would say the the earlier stages of a marriage, you know, the communication part, it, it, it can really uh, affect things, you know, from a guy – you know, going out when he wants and, and then not calling or telling the wife where where he's at, what, what is he doing. And then I'm not necessarily saying for every little single thing, but, you know, that communication needs to be there. Um, you know, you don't want to plant any type of seed in a woman's mind just, just for the fact that, you know, women are emotional and it's like, okay, why isn't he calling me? Where, like, you don't want those thoughts going, where, well, is there somebody else or whatever. I mean, it just kind of clears a lot of that up. When you communicate those things, so I think the, just that those two things are like the main things I believe as far as the 
the whole transition from boyfriend to uh, husband. Mm-hmm. The sharing of the money, which is really hard because you said you was 34. And yeah. so, and was your, hus- was your husband, was your wife in her 30s also? She was, I think, 29. Oh, she was she was pretty close okay. to hitting that three up. Yeah. She 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 lived a long time, you know, being independent. And mm-hmm. so, um that is how did you overcome that? We're gonna as you said it was hard releasing that money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sharing accounts and then just that freedom 'cause sometimes you might not do it intentionally, you just leave the house. But sometimes you you have to remember I'm married now, I gotta I got somebody to, you know, answer to. How you know, how did you adjust to that? How, how did both of you all adjust to that? Did y'all continue, like, uh, marital counseling, just asking people? Yep, the, the the marriage counseling really helped because, I mean, there were, like, um, like different, like, activities that um, we had done as far as, you know, uh, with our finances, just asking mm-hmm. each other different questions, you know, about our finances. I mean, just really making ourselves totally vulnerable, you know, like, mm. what's your account? What do you have? I mean, just and let it all out. Don't leave anything out, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. This yeah. is how much I make. This is whatever, you know, and uh, we're going to work together. This, I mean, it's, we're a team. It's no longer like this is my money. Right. This is our money, you know. And I, I think a lot of marriages out there, it's, it's, it's not like that. It's like at least the ones that aren't, you know, doing well or end up in mm-hmm. divorce, it's like, no, this is mine or, or maybe I'm going to, put this over on the side and not let this one know, and then they find out, and it's like, why? And then at the end of the day, it comes down to trust. It's like, wait, we're married, so you don't trust right. me, and then it just builds up, and then it really gets ugly. So, um, you know, that really helped us out with the counseling. Yes. Now, how did you decide? Did you all counsel in your church, or did you all decide to go out? Because sometimes, uh, you know, marriage yeah. counseling in the church, mm-hmm. when you go there, it's kind of a sticky situation. So how it did was, you? It was interesting because um, you know she was, um, you know she was involved in in her in the church that she was at, and you know I was really involved in the churches I, I was at, and um, um, some her her pastor and actually uh, one of the assistant pastors at my church, mm-hmm. um, kind of tag team. I mean he was okay. yeah. So it kind of it was, but we both we both yeah it was a balance, mm-hmm. and we both received. Each one of them, you know, just the same, you know, just, you know, everything that her pastor was saying, you know, I took it in and and vice versa. I mean, it was just really good because it, it let her understand some things as far as, you know, now you're, you'll, you know, you're taking on his name and, and right. you, you're, you're, you're going to his church. Matter of fact, don't, he even told her, he's like, don't even call me pastor anymore. Wow. Which See, that's was a huge. great leader. <laughs> exactly. Let, you know, to let, you know, uh, uh, a member go and tell them you need to go. It's time for you to go and be joined to you. That's that's what I'm talking. Right. That's, that's right. a big deal because that, I mean, there's been some marriages have been messed up because of you know where are we gonna go to church? You know, I want to go to stay at my church. You know, and exactly. that was a big move for her. You know, and much props to her for you know just understanding you know how things go and you know what 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 makes things work. And so yeah. Yeah. So if you just join, we'll talk with Tanya White. We're talking to Jesse Duckworth. We're talking about the hard choices men must make to have magnificent marriages. Now, Jesse, how has marriage changed your life for the better? You said you wanted to get married. You was ready. How has it changed your life for the better? Well, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Um, when I was single, I had an opportunity to go in different places all over the world, 
and it was it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. But um, as time goes by, you know, I realized it was just another season for me, and it was, you know, to to move on to that next level in being with someone. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you know, the Bible talks about you know it's not good for man to be alone. I mean, that's right. like that's for real. That's for because, real. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, you know, I mean, you you spend a lot of time and and it's just you and um, yes. to actually have that partner with you that um unconditionally is there and loves you and just just your best friend i mean it's, mm-hmm. it's just the coolest thing you know it's like one thing she used to tell me which i probably need to remind her about this she ain't said it in a while but she's like <laughs> she used to say i'm your biggest fan you know and every man likes to have an ego stroke yes, and to Lord. have a woman just you know I'm rooting for you, you know, mm-hmm. a, a lot, it's just great. And, um, you know, we just have a lot of fun. I mean, it's just a lot of, I mean, she has a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just just fun times. I mean, it's, it's changed me, um, I mean, just a whole another level of, of, of being a responsible uh, man, uh, being a leader, um, because it, it, it does challenge you to, because, right. you know, we, that's the role we have to, to take. And uh, if you didn't have any kind of leadership roles once you get married, that that will change. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, we have some men in the chat. They say they got your back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. That's they have, they got a brother's back and everything you're saying. <laughs> you know, they're agreeing with. Uh, Hush Radio has been married ten years, and he says he's loving it. Uh, so thanks to all the men uh, that are listening. Uh, so. Um, this is great. You getting yeah. some? You getting some? They got your back, Jesse. Go ahead, Sherilyn. I'm sorry for interrupting. You got another question? No, I was just uh, commending him uh, on you know his openness with his relationship and mm-hmm. things that he said he had to learn because right. you know it's, we hear this all the time. Relationships is about trust and communication, but that key word communication. Many people, many couples do not do not know how to communicate effectively. You know, in order for to share and to understand where he's coming from and where she's coming from. So, you know, I salute you for you and your wife for, mm-hmm. you know, realizing that it's no longer about me. Although I am an individual, it's not about me. It's about us as a whole now. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. It's, 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 I, I do believe we just need more people to, um, you know, I don't think there's nothing wrong with, with bragging about yeah. your marriage. You know, there's so much negativity out there and, you know, just some, some you know, husbands, dog and their wives and vice versa. It's like, you know, what kind of hope is there for, you know, some people that want to get married? It's like, no, they we need to, like, pump it up just to the next level, you know, right. and brag about it. You know, I mean, it's a great thing and we're doing fine. And, and don't get me wrong, you know, we have our problems sometimes too, but at the end of the day, man, it's nothing mm-hmm. like it. Now, this is what reality TV should be made out. Instead of the love of Ray J and the the real chance or something, this is what, because, you know, society has no description of positive, healthy love relationships. And, you know, one of the things I love about our first lady and the president is because they, they, they they salute and they bring to what many of us feel that we lost in our relationship. Yeah, Absolutely. and speaking so, of, uh, there was a great 
uh, article in June's Ebony with Jada, and of course Will had to. Uh, he did a comment about and this, and Jesse, I want you because I remember on the last time you you kind of made reference to this. Will said he doesn't uh, hamper his wife's spirit or development. He you know pours into her basically and lets her be herself. Do you think that's very important for men to do? Because he says he understands his role as a husband because she's a. You know, when they met, he saw her as a diamond in the rough, and, you know, them coming together, they can help one another become what they're supposed to be. Yes, I, I think it's like you have to, uh, um, you know, allow a woman to, you know, just be who they are. I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's it's not you that's going to make any changes in her anyway. I mean, God is the one who um, who does that, you know. Right. And, and there may there were, you know, certain areas that, you know, um, I was praying for her, you know, for my wife, but I, I, I didn't even speak a lot of things out. I, I prayed about it, and mm-hmm. um, I noticed through time, I mean, she, she began to become certain things in certain areas, and it was just, um, I think you can ha- you can hinder, um, you know, a woman by trying to, you know, they're not, we're not robots. Right. You can't, you know, if, if you have to talk a woman or, or or man into being something that they're not. I mean, it's it's gonna be fake, man. Mm. You know, Baby, you, just, I don't think I heard you over here in Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you try to talk a woman or man into being something, it, it's just gonna be fake. They're gonna use that particular type of personality or whatever just to make you happy, but it's not gonna be mm. genuine. And yeah. who wants that? Yes, it's not going to be genuine, and that's what it, you have to be real. Authentic is my word I use. You have to be authentic, and not only when you get married, when you're engaged, but when you meet that person, be authentic and tell the truth. Tell the truth who you are and what you want. And so if you just joined us, we're talking about the hard choices men must make to have magnificent marriages, and we have Jesse Duckworth on. And um, Sherilyn, do you have a question? I'm trying to look for mine right now. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to know, and um, I kind of elaborate on what you just said, Tanya. You said that you know, tell the truth when you first meet him. I think that's so key, but I think that's one of the things that we don't seem to do. Mm-hmm. We don't tell the truth. You know, sometimes when we're meeting somebody, and Jesse, you can respond on this. Um, the women is so busy trying to get the man. Mm-hmm. And she may say, well, no, I'm not looking for a relationship when she know deep within herself she want a relationship, but too afraid to say that for fear it may run him off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she's saying, well, no, I'm not looking for a relationship. And you say, cool, I'm not looking for a relationship either. We can just be friends. And she's already in her mind saying, yeah, we'll be friends, but wait until you see how great of a woman I am and how I do all these things. And in her Man, mind she's We don't do that. Hey, she's women don't do that. <laughs> it's a being that. So, I mean, before, you know, now that you're married and in the dating process, because, you know, they say the first year of marriage is the hardest, but do you actually see the change from when you were dating women? And I, I don't want to say the games, but there was a lot of things of manipulation, let's keep it real, that we both did in order to get what we felt we wanted. Yeah. Well, I think uh, it's, it's it's pretty natural, I believe, to a certain extent, of um, what we reveal to the other person, um, and so that may mean that um, certain parts of of you are not um, 
open and revealed to, to the other. And I think it's just because, you know, insecurities. It's like, you know, I don't want this person to know that, you know, um, I'm a certain type of way in this type of situation and that type of situation because I might run them off, whatever. Um, but then at the same time, you know, both both people, they want to know um, the real you. And so I think for the most part, I mean, it is so important to um, to be real and not necessarily reveal so much. I think a mistake that a lot of women do make um, that may be, I hate to say desperate, you know, it's just. <laughs> this is real talk, Jesse. All right, all right, fine, fine, fine. Real right. talk. <laughs> but, but, but those that just, they want a relationship so bad, um, they just reveal everything first date, it seems like. And it's like that runs guys off so fast. And then, but not only that, it's like, you know, you just give them just all of this control, so to speak, because they know they're at the advantage. It's like, oh, so she, so she's like that, and oh, okay, no, I mean, I think, I think there, there has to be some holding back, but at the same time, you know, just at certain levels, be honest, you know. Then as time goes by. You know, stay honest, but you don't have to reveal everything, and then you just keep going until, you know, you really feel that comfortability and whatnot and, um, you know, go from there. But you can always be real. It's just don't open yourself up like a book for everything so Mm -hmm. quick. (laughs) So quick. Wow. Just this is real talk. You can be as real as you want to be. All right. Listen, our time has flown by, Jesse. You know I'm going to send you an email. Just All right. on for another one. But before we let you go, I want two things. First of all, tell us about your awesome book, Against All Odds. Well, um, Against All Odds was a book that I wrote um, basically in response to um, just a lot of things in society with, um, uh, as, as you know, men are visual, and mm-hmm. everything under the sun is, is being seen of sexual nature um, mm-hmm. on TV, magazines, whatnot. And uh, it's really affecting uh, hundreds, thousands of men. And, um, you know, when you hear about, you know, cheating and, uh, you know, just promiscuous relationships and stuff like that, you know, it's rooted down somewhere. But um, I wrote something to encourage all men. Um, you Look, you know, I know that it, it can be tough, um, but we can pursue a life of purity um, and live the life that God wants us to live. Um, and I and I gave a lot of um, examples of people from uh, you know from the Bible, and I related it to to the present and how we deal with things today. So um, it's it's just it's a really good read. I wrote it while I was single, and I put a lot of stuff in there for all single men. I mean, and married. But mm-hmm. single men can really relate to it too. Um, it's just an encouraging book, and I, I just I encourage every man, whether you're a Christian or not, um, to get the book. Um, it's it's a great read, and, and I I promise you, um, all men and even women that can read it, and, but you'll be so inspired and encouraged to um, just live that life of purity that God wants yes. for you. Yes, it's an awesome read, easy read. And you'll finish it in a day if you're a reader. Uh, But, Jesse, we're going to let you go, but I want you to answer this question. 
It's a million-dollar question for okay. our men out there, men who are in going to get married, they're in marriages they don't want to be in, and the men who do. What Give us four hard choices that men must make during their marriage to maintain uh, wow. that, you know, peace, to encourage uh, the the happiness and joy in the union and not create those, uh, you know, not <laughs> become one of those 50% in the divorce sure. rate. Well, I, I believe, number one, uh, you really do have to put God first. I mean, mm-hmm. if you, uh, you know, put God first and just abide by, you know, just all the things that, um, you know, his word says, I mean, it, it, it will make things much easier. And, um, of course, you know, I mean, you got you got to work at it, you know. You got to work at it. No, nobody said it was easy. And you got to know that, you know, in any kind of marriage, there's going to have to be some compromising, you know. I mean, we're we're really man wants to make all the decisions and which which we should, but I mean, there's it's got to be you're a team now and just mm-hmm. realize that you're you're part of a team. And um you got to put your wife um uh, first. You know, what your wife is actually going to come before your family. Mm-hmm. You're going to come before your friends. And um, you know, um and in the way you deal with your 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 finances, you know, just realize that, you know, at the end of the day, you two are one, yeah. and um, if you put that perspective in your mind, then you won't be so uh, prone to doing whatever without talking to her or just just living your own life because cause right. the two are one. You're 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 not single anymore, so right. you know. Right. Well, that's phenomenal, Shirley. You have any last uh, thoughts or comments for Jesse? Now, I appreciate his realness, but I do have a present question because the last time I co-host, I've been looking for you, Jesse. (laughs) Are you on Facebook? Yes, I am, actually. Now, Uh, what is your Facebook address? Because I can't find you just by Googling your name on Facebook. Serious? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Serious, Jesse. (laughs) You probably have to, uh, I think you were probably putting under um, Jesse Duckworth. But mm-hmm. um, my nickname actually is is Andy, and if you, you put Andy story. Duckworth, I know it's a long story, but okay. uh, if you put under Andy Duckworth, that that should be able to get you in there. Mm-hmm. Or if not, I can request you. Yeah, Sherlyn Vine. <laughs> I've been looking for you for the since the last time we co-host. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry about that. What's last name? Your last name? V O N N. Oh, Vine. Okay. All right. Either way, we'll, we'll, I'll definitely uh, we'll make that happen. <laughs> All righty. Well, listen, right. Jesse, you have been a joy once you again. Too. Look, I love having wonderful people on this show, especially because you're an educator. And listen, you know it. we're going to have you back <laughs> probably on the holiday break, give us some inspirations for 2010. But if nothing else, you have a phenomenal school year, and we'll follow up with you later. All right. You two take it easy. All right, then. All right. Bye-bye. If if you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we just had Jesse Duckworth on. He gave some powerful tips, Sherlyn, didn't he? Yes, he did. Great information. You can visit Jesse at uh, jesseduckworth.com. And we have uh, sensational Shelby Hill on deck. Love Shelby Hill and uh, from the Much Love Radio. Um, And so we're going to take a brief break. And then we're going to bring back Shelby and talk about marriage, being married to a woman who is has ambition.
a prosperous career. How do men handle that? And so we're going to take a brief break, and then we'll come back and have some more real talk about the hard choices men must make. Unfortunately, tragedy has no favorites. It comes suddenly, and sadly, it can knock the life right out of you. But instead of giving up, come alive again. Turn your hurt into hope. In her sensational and heartwarming new book, The Journey Less Travel, author Loretta Faith Harris shares her touching story of how she discovered the strength to overcome sad sorrow and find hope for a better tomorrow. Celebrate life again. Choose to turn your tragedy into triumph. Visit www.chpublishing.org to purchase your copy of the journey let's travel today man i've been trying to call her all day where's she at this is the fifth christmas that he promised that we were going to spend together and here i am alone he told me he was going out of town this weekend but he never wants to tell me where he's going it's funny he always has to know where i'm going again, and I'm trying to call her, and she's not answering her phone. I wonder where she could be. Hmm. Let me go see. I am sick and tired of this. I am worth more than that. Author Tanya White reveals the secrets to having healthy, productive, and long-lasting relationships in her new book, Relationship Reruns, How to Break the Cycle of Choosing the Wrong People for the Right Relationship. Being trapped in a relationship rerun is extremely frustrating and emotionally draining. If you find yourself in an irritating cycle of unwanted, unsatisfying, and unhealthy relationship patterns year after year, then this book is sure to break the chains that keep you bound to having the wrong people in your life. The brand new book, Relationship Reruns, How to Break the Cycle of Choosing the Wrong People for the Right Relationship, and also How to Deal with a Difficult Woman, is now available by logging on to www.tanyawhite.com. Once again, that's www.tanyawhite.com. Pick up your copy today. All right, and we're back. If you haven't got relationship reruns, go ahead and get it today at TanyaWhite.com or Amazon.com. I'm going to bring my co-host back on, Ms. Sherlyn Vaughn. Sherlyn, how are you, girl? Excellent. Excellent. Look, we're on deck set for Mr. Shelby Hill. Have you listened to their show or heard Shelby I, talk about I've relationships? Pieces, but he is one of my new Facebook. You know, I'm like, oh, Facebook. We need a show on Facebook addicts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, he, he is phenomenal. I used to listen to their show, Much Love, and his lovely wife, British. They do uh, commentaries on here, which we're going to return back in doing in October, hopefully, but Shelby has a new uh, website called My Life with My Wife, and he gives husband Mm -hmm. tips. He is a wonderful relationship coach, and I just love hearing his information, so I'm going to bring him on. Uh, Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Mr. Shelby Hill, how are you? Hello, Tanya and Shirley. How are you? How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Always excited to be on the show. Listen, I'm always Excited to have you. I wish I could have you more, but you have a demanding schedule. Uh, <laughs> listen, <laughs> we're yeah. going to bombard you with questions. You're going to give us the Shelby experience tonight. Absolutely. Uh, and a lot of people are in chat, men and women. So before we get started, Mr. Shelby, give them your uh, new website address, which I love the name, My, my Life with My Wife. 
and contact information. Absolutely. So you want me to give them the contact information up front? Yeah. I'll be I'll be happy to do so. Uh you can reach me uh for uh you can reach me at shelbymhillcoaching.com and it's Shelby M is in Maurice Hill Coaching dot com. And that's uh my, my business website for one on one coaching, guest appearances or speaking engagements. So just go to my contact form and send a send a message and um and that that you know, that's one way of connecting with me. Uh, just so you know, I also offer uh, consultations at a low cost at $25, one-hour consultations. And, of course, my lovely... Uh, my $25. For, for for a consultation. That's one hour consultation. Listen, we spent $25 <laughs> 25 seconds. So if you need some relationship coaching right now, what's your, what's your email again so I can put it in chat? It's uh, Shelby at ShelbyMHillCoaching.com. It's pretty interesting too, because uh, you know Ms. Vaughn was talking about uh, being a Facebook addict, and you'd be amazed at how many people on Facebook uh, that I actually end up coaching for a session, wow. or quite a few people have become clients. So it's really, it's really Facebook a, is phenomenal. It's, it really is it's a phenomenal get tool. Program if you got a business. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great one. All right. Yes, Mr. Shelby. Tell us who you are before we get started. We're going to bombard you with some hard-hitting questions tonight. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Um, who I am? That's a, that's a wide-open question, Tanya. Uh, but, I'll, you know, I'll say I wear a lot of hats, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I'm extremely fortunate to wear every last one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, a, I'm obviously a husband, a father, a son. You know, I'm a brother, a good friend, uncle, stranger to many people. I show the lens for a lot of other people. Um, but I, I, I experienced a lot of joy in being all those things to each group of those people. So, you know, I, on a more personal and professional base, uh, I'm a relationship expert, much like yourself, Tanya. I'm a writer, author. I, I, I'm a speaker and, and an advocate for women. Um, I'm someone, I would say, who loves just touching and enhancing people all around me with, you know, through humor you know, compassion, compassion. Um, just, just simply being transparent, and I, I would say that that's that's who I am in a nutshell. And I concur. And you're so cool with your clothes, Shelby. <laughs> that's why I love you. Just so cool, laid back. You got the swag. You got the swag, man. I got, I got the swag. You're gonna have me smiling from ear to ear this entire show. <laughs> Listen, hey, this is real talk, and I talk real talk. Real talk, exactly. Love All it. Right. All right, Ms. Sherlin, you got your questions? Yes, ma'am, I'm ready to go. Now, Shelby, when it comes to building healthy relationships, you know, most books, the talk shows, uh, radio shows now are geared towards uh, what women need to do to attract a man and keep a man or to please a man. As a relationship coach, why is is, is this uh, such a lopsided point of view as to building healthy relationships. You know, that's a that's a really good question. You know, you come out the gate really uh <laughs> We got so, questions for you. This is real talk time so we gotta keep it real. <laughs> absolutely. And and so I'm gonna give you a real answer. Um you know, like I said it's a great question and this is really precisely, ladies, why I am an advocate for women in terms of developing healthy relationships and, and also personal growth. Yeah, to be frank, I, I think a large percentage of men are just simply not willing to put in the work 
or they don't know how to put in the work on themselves um, to prepare for better relationships. But women, on the other hand, absolutely are. So the perception is that it's always the woman's fault or her responsibility to whether the relationship was, you know, unsuccessful. It doesn't matter if he cheated on her. It's her fault. Uh, it doesn't matter if he abused her, you know, it's her fault why she's abused, you know, what what could she have done differently? So, you know, therefore, it, it, society kind of looks at it like, you know, it's her responsibility, right? So she needs to do better. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not true, in my opinion. I think that, you know, we have, we live in a distorted, we have a distorted perception of what healthy and marriages and dating looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, uh, you know, the, the perpetual cycles that are passed from generation to generation and from childhood that people grow up and uh, witnessing and then implementing into their own relationships. Um, and then not to mention, I think, uh, Shirley, you mentioned earlier about the media, you know, TV. I mean, that's that's a huge um, source that just depicts, uh, you know, it just kind of infects our kids and adults uh, in terms of what real you know, relationships look like. And, you know, those aren't real relationships. And, you know, that's not even reality. <laughs> that's just, no, you know, it's, it's reality. Yeah. It's, don't realize that. Yeah. And so... You know, there are a lot of uh, variables that perpetuate just this ugly, what I like to call this ugly love cycle of, um, you know, in in terms of television. So in my opinion, um, you know, the reason why it's geared towards women is I I don't necessarily see it as as it's her fault. I see it like through her personal growth and through the personal development. In other words, her understanding herself better and really learning why she does or doesn't do some things or make some of the choices that she makes and why she understands, you know, by learning herself better, she can understand what's right for her and what's wrong for her, what, what's good for her and what's bad for her. In turn, you know, by having, by having personal growth, she can make better choices in terms of the man that she does attract. And should she choose to date, you know, any man that she chooses, most likely to be the best man that's right for her. And at that point, you know, keeping a man, if she chooses the right man for her, keeping a man is not a problem. Right. So, you know. Oh, <laughs> so true. Shall we say that again? <laughs> <laughs> if she chooses the best man for her based upon knowing herself, keeping a man and pleasing a man is not a problem. It's not a problem. Because she's not going to attract the abuser. She's not going to attract mm-hmm. the, the cheater. You know, most mm-hmm. likely she would be able to you see that man. Mind. <laughs> I'm, 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 males who make your life a living hell. It's not even coming out yet. You. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. You know, she'll be able to see those guys from a mile away, and she'll right. be able to identify, you know, and connect with someone who's more evenly yoked with her. Mm. You know, so that's a long answer, but you know, that's that. That's why I'm passionate about it. So, man, that was on point. Yeah, on point. You. If she tracks, I gotta write that down. I gotta listen to this archive. Be a quote for the week. <laughs> All right, listen, Mister Hill. Now, what is the mistake men make before they decide to marry a woman? You know, in the dating process. Uh, I heard you on. I think it was Danielle's show, mm-hmm. and you gave some like closing tips of what men should do. Uh, and you probably don't remember, but. Mm-hmm. Give us some mistakes men make in the dating phase and engagement phase that lead into marriage. You know, um, I would I would say, Tanya, the the most common 
mistake men make before they they marry a woman that you know they may be dating mm-hmm. is not being honest with himself, not being true with himself. Um, you know, in other words, I, I think often men men and, and this never really gets talked about. You know, men marry for the wrong women, the the wrong reasons too. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And it's true. You know, men, they marry because they think things in the relationship will change for the better. Oh, if I marry, you know, then she won't be this way. Or maybe, you know, she'll allow me to be more of who I am, but I'm not being true to myself or showing her. Because I know you guys were talking about kind of having masks Mm -hmm. on when you're dating earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they marry because they think they can change a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, Some guys feel like just... What was that? (laughs) I said, "Or oh, shut her up." Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Tagged into it, but I just had to interject that. Sorry. No, absolutely. Some some guys, absolutely, you know, unfortunately, uh, have, have that per, per, perspective. Um, you know, some guys feel like just because he's a certain age, um, you know, he should go ahead and get married. Um, you know, I'm 38 now. I should probably go ahead and get married. It or might as well, hell. Uh, <laughs> might as well. Hell, we've been together for five years. Oh, man. And, and, and you know that's one of them. It's like, oh, well, you know, we've been together for so long. I'm yeah. as well going to marry you. Uh-huh. You know, or she's been with me through, you know, tough times. So yeah. Yeah. I love her, but, you know, you know, are you in love with her? Well, you hey. know, I love her. We've been together for a long time. Listen, we got some emails from some men who emailed us, too, that scenarios that we're going to talk about that might as well hell marry <laughs> In about seven minutes, so. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So, you know, those are a lot of the reasons. And one of the main ones that I've, you know, I've just through my own experiences and, and people that I've ha- I had contact with in terms of men marrying um, women that making the mistake of marrying women while they're, you know, that they've been dating is, um, you know, a lot of guys, you know, they're guys that have a large appetite for a variety of women, mm. if you understand what I'm saying. And, you know, but he feels as if you know, if he gets married, that this that the marriage would curb that appetite to okay zero, like it's non-existent. I'm not going to want multiple women anymore. Mm. And so he's like, so I should go ahead and get married, and this will change. And that's not really true. I mean, it, because of some of those before mentioned reasons, that that poses a challenge for many relationships, because it's not the man being true to himself. And uh, in turn, he's not going to be true to her. And in turn, you know, they have a very volatile or challenging relationship. Mm-hmm. So those are the most common mistakes. I just think ultimately it always ends up being, you know, he's not being true to himself. Mm-hmm. He's not being honest with himself. And it shows up in the relationship. Always, always. Yeah. Wow. Sensational, Shelby, as I anticipated. <laughs> Carolyn, you got something next? Because I got a whole list, girl. I got a whole list. I don't know. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead. <laughs> you want me to go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Now, um, it says with the divorce rate, 50 60%, Shelby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty sure some of your clients are divorced uh, and trying to rebuild the pieces of their life. How do you ensure that you, as a husband, with your lovely wife, British, Right. Hello. Um, what hard choices do you have to make to remain a committed husband, father, so you, you all don't go down that path? 
You know, that's that's a that's a real good question. And you know, it, it's it's going to be different, uh, obviously, for everybody. Um, you talk about a fifty to sixty percent ratio in terms of divorce rates. That's pretty that's pretty high. And so, you know, I'll just share with you, in terms of making sure that we don't go down that route. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, British, and I, I earlier I said something along the lines of, I think I did, in terms of marrying right, but it's something that British and I talk about. You know, you have to make sure that you marry right. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is you must, you, you can't simply just be in love with someone at the onset of the connection, at the onset of the relationship, and then you marry them. And then you get to know them, you know, while you while you you've married them. Um, I, I think it's imperative that you you get to know that person before you marry them, you know. And and uh, Jesse said earlier, you you know, you have to communicate, you have to ask questions, and it's true, you have to have in depth conversations about values, about you know, money, about kids, religion, spirituality, communication, or, you know, arguing, all those different things. You have to ask those questions like, hey, you know, what does marriage mean to you? And mm-hmm. let them share. You know, uh, what does a good marriage look like to you? You know, Joe, to, to Joe, a good marriage might be, you know, as long as we got a house and I'm making $30,000 a year and you make sure that my dinner is ready every day at 6, that might be a good marriage to him. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't fit with Tanya, Tanya's View yeah, of, Tanya of, doesn't. No, Tanya doesn't. She's really <laughs> <laughs> so, Exactly, yeah, and so you have to if, get that up front. Exactly, you have to ask those kind of questions and really get into the the thick of what's important to you and and and, to, and what's important to her or him and and see if you mesh. Um, when when typically when you talk about these type of things. When you get into it like that, you can't help, people can't help but be truthful. Um, so while you're dating and you're courting and you start to see contradictions of these values that this person may have shared with you early on in previous discussions, you can make a note of that. And, you know, these are the red flags that are popping up that we often ignore. Right. You know, because we don't know any better because we haven't asked. Yes, we haven't asked. Wow. Yeah. Now, I like yeah, we have a caller on. I think okay. our wonderful uh, participants uh, in chat. Hello, welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White five eight zero. He has a point to make. He's gonna come on. We're gonna make it happen. Mm-hmm. If you just join us, we're talking about the hard choices men must make in, to have magnificent marriages. Charlene, go ahead. It's not letting me click them on for some reason. Okay, now I have a question, um, Shelby, and what do you, I think I spoke earlier about this uh, when Jesse was on and you just touched on it briefly about communication. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if you go to any couple or any woman, any man, one of the top two answers they're going to give you is trust and communication of what they're looking for in a relationship. Yep. And I truly believe it's not that we're lacking communication, but that we're lacking effective communication. For instance, you know, when you first meet a a woman, first meets a man, she normally asks the top ten questions. Where do you work? You got a job? You got sisters and brothers? Nothing beyond that as far as you were saying, you know, finding out about what they think about marriage beforehand. Yep. So it's one of the key elements that I think we're missing today in society is learning how to communicate with each other effectively. 
Um, and getting back to that, my point is, uh, you have a website, which I love the title, My Life with My Wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, is your, what was your inspiration for that site, and I guess who's your primary audience, uh, since you are a relationship coach and, mm. you know, bringing back healthy relationships, because I really think that's the move that we're in, moving back towards healthy, loving relationships. Absolutely. And you want to know the inspiration for that? Yes. Um, you, you said a couple of things. And, um, effective communication, you're right, is, is missing in, in re- relationships. It's, it's not that we don't communicate. We just don't know how to communicate effectively. And so that was, I just wanted to point that out. It was a great point. Um, my blog, mylifewithmywife.net, uh, you know, the inspiration for that was really, it was twofold. It was one, you know, British and I can be pretty quirky together. You know, we're peas in a pod. We're lots of fun together. And so I just thought it, w- it would be really cool to just kind of keep a journal of our, our life together, you know, various things that happen, you know, things that are real, things that are that are happening in our life that, that you know, I, I feel compelled to share uh, with anyone who wants to who wants to visit the blog. And the second thing, the other inspiration I would say is, um, you know, it's interesting because my wife is also a life coach. She's a certified life coach, and, you know, we're both experts within our respective fields. And I thought, you know, how original would it be for me as a relationship coach, to your point, uh, to be transparent, as transparent as I possibly can be for, for other people to see you know, what goes on in a real relationship coach's life, you know, in his marriage, you know, yeah. someone who's married and, you know, I put things out there. You know, in my earlier post, you would see that British and I would have conversations and there were some potential arguments that we could have had. And, and because we communicated uh, effectively, you know, they got dispelled and things to that nature. So, you know, of course, I had to get her approval for this blog, because I would be sharing, you know, some some personal things with with anyone who would, who would visit. So, you know, it, it, that's that's really the inspiration behind it. Those two things, and so it's twofold. And you know, it's 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 a lot of fun. You know, there's videos, there's pictures. Um, of her and I are friends and family. You know, I always post. Uh, I have a page that has hubby tips, and I post those once a week. And they're for every woman to you know to view and see. And it's just a a hubby tip that. Uh, I think helps in a marriage, you know, because these are tips and things that I've learned in my marriage that work for us. Wow. So, now, speaking yeah. of hubby tips, we had we had some emails come in, Mr. Hill. Okay. Uh, let me read one before I bring BC on. Uh, this is from Jerry in Florida, and he entitled, I cheated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had a six-month affair three years ago, which almost destroyed my marriage. My wife and I have been in counseling ever since and have made strides to heal and rebuild trust. But every week my wife sarcastically makes mention of my affair uh, every time I come home late. I accept full responsibility for my actions, but I, but do I have to have this thrown in my face all the time? Help, Shelby. <laughs> yeah, you know, that that's that's a tough one. And, and I think the thing is, I think with that situation is um, there hasn't been 100% forgiveness. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, it's a short answer. It's, it's a true answer. Um, and, and, and the thing is, is that in a situation like that, when guys cheat and they are caught and, you know, they have to go through the fire, if she decides to stay, 
or if she just I'm sorry, if she decides to keep him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you know, if you got if if she makes the decision to say, Hey, you know, I want to continue this relationship, then I think that she should have a hundred percent forgiveness and um, you know, they should go forward in their relationship as if, you know, there's a hundred percent forgiveness. Yeah, you know, there's there is no um you know, no one's saying forget and no one's saying, you know, don't learn from this lesson or this experience. But uh, there has to be forgiveness in order for you to move forward. And until that change, until that happens, I just I don't really see uh, an opportunity for it to get better. Because men tend to put a timeline on things. Yeah. And so we tend to think that, well, you know, it's been three years and you still, you know, holding it over my head. So now he starts feeling, he starts to feel like, um, he's entitled right. to not have to continue to, in, in, you know, indulge and, well, bear this type of uh, treatment. Well, we have some great uh, uh, comments in the chat. BC says he cheated, leave him by. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mrs. Clay, 43, said she needs the same time to heal while he while he was cheating. Wow, great comment. Mm-hmm. Let me go back. Let's see if this works this time. This is BC from 580. He has a great comment. He made a chat. Hello, BC. How are you? Greetings and blessings. Jah's name, the most high. To you and your host. How are y'all doing? All right. Hi. You made an interesting comment in chat, and I can't find it, of course. But you which, posed a question. You want, Would you like to share it? Which one? Where I said he cheated, leave him by? No, no. <laughs> Before that, about love. Oh, the, oh, oh, 99. oh 99.9. No inclination what love is. Because here we are, we talk about love, right? Uh-huh. And this is, you know, I'm I'm a product of, of a 55-year relationship with my mother and father, and they're still going to this day, mm-hmm. Okay. I see my grandmother and grandfather before he passed away, you know, I think very young in his age, right? But, you know, commitment, communication, trust, and honesty, that's the key to any relationship. Now, we talk about love, but we just don't understand crush. When, when you have a crush with somebody, when you, you're in lust, it's not love. Wow. When you don't communicate, it's not love. When you ain't committed, it's not love. But we, 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 we sit up here and we say, okay, I love somebody. And all those, my grandmother used to say there's a, there's a seed that you plant. And when that seed shoots up, you know, these little branches, that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. communication. It's commitment, trust, honesty, responsibility, and so on and so forth. When you break off one branch, right, that tree is defective. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. same thing with a relationship. You cannot tell me that you love somebody you're not committed Right, mm. that you've been dishonest with somebody, mm-hmm. right, and you still love them. There is no way. There's no gray area. That's yeah. So that's what I'm saying. We use that word like like running water. We turn on the tap. Okay, I love you. So I ask people, how can you love, right? You know, three, four, five, six, seven people in different relationships. Oh, I love this man. You leave. I love this next man or woman. Whatever it is, you leave. You love somebody else, right? Mm. You're missing commitment. You're missing communication. You're missing trust and honesty. Something happens. And unless we understand that, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. All we have to do is sit up and, and understand self. You know, yeah. you have a kid, right? What did you tell the kid? Respect my house. Right. Don't bring disgrace to myself. You know, trust, you know, I, I will trust you, right? Don't steal from me. But you let men and women come into your life, mm-hmm. right, and disrespect you. But your own flesh and blood, you want to beat upside the head with a baseball bat. Wow. 
Wow. That's a great point, BC. We yeah. got the book. Take it, man. <laughs> the book right now, huh? No, no, just looking at my mother and father. They're the one teach me everything. Oh, well, you, need to be, you need to be their ghost writer and put those tips down in the book. <laughs> and so we can have. Because we're trying to change this thing, and we can't change it if we, you know, we don't have a written word, the spoken word. But that was a great tip, B.C. Continue to share and chat, man. Oh, that's Absolutely. all right. Well, you, you know, your guest, your guest is doing good. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. You're doing phenomenal in chat, and I'm going to mute you out. If you have another yes, question, just pop up. Thanks so much. Wow, that was a great, great point. Uh, Absolutely. Commitment, communication. I missed the other one, but that's enough. Trust, trust, trust. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, because we use that word loosely. Uh, I love you. Uh, even with family and friends, I love you. I love you, and we just say it like it's, you know, it's a filler sometimes. But yeah, do you really love me? Do you really know what love is? You know, it's not just being there through the good times. Uh, BC said, uh, it's trust, honesty, and being honest with people. And if you can't do those things, then no, you don't love me. Uh, very good points. I mean, I, I also say, though, it's, it's very different for everybody because yeah. everybody has a, you know, their their perception of love, and that's based on, you know, what they witnessed when they were growing up. Yeah, and what they were taught. I mean, he's a he's a he's a beautiful product of a 55 year mother and father being married. That's that's incredible, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, very good points. But everybody's depiction of love is is in healthy relationships is totally different. So, uh, okay, what are the fundamentals? Since you said that, Shelby, are there was, some, you know some general fundamentals that we can, you know, standards about love? That we can standard about no, love. I'm a, tech, I'm a checklist person. I gotta <laughs> see, you know. You know, it's it, the fundamentals. Gosh, I think I think that's I think that's really subjective, um, because again, I, I just really believe that it's different. If I, I if I grew up, and for, let's say for example, I'll, I'll share my my experience. And my my mom and dad were married uh, 21 years, and they divorced, mm-hmm. and. Um, but I grew up watching, you know, my father be extremely affectionate to my mom. Mm-hmm. And I watched them, you know, just be incredibly in love. And I also watched my father abuse my mom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's some heavy mixed messages right there, right? And I saw, you know, my pa- my father be good to me and be good to my sister. We grew up loving, you know, just kids who were loved. So it's interesting because I... I I have my own, as I got older, I, I was able to determine what my own definition of love meant to me. And it definitely wasn't about abusing a woman, mm-hmm. you know, so that didn't include it. But it did include being affectionate and loving and a provider and a, a leader uh, and, and, you know, a compassionate and all those wonderful things that, that make up healthy, happy relationships, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So does that make sense? Kinda. I'm gonna rewind this on the archives and kind of <laughs> thinking. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's different. I think yeah. it's different I'm just for trying everybody. To get to, you say everybody has their own standards, but if you grew up in an abusive household, mm-hmm. uh, you know that's not love to me because love doesn't hurt me. Right. You, so uh, even though you may have seen that and you keep saying that's love, I don't think you know just because you saw it that you can say that's my definition of love when it's not healthy, you know? Well, here's the challenge. I, I could have incorporated that in my definition of love. Okay. I, 
I could have. I could have been like, hey, well, if she doesn't do this, then she doesn't love me. And so I need to, you know, in order to make sure that she loves me, I could have the distorted perception and understanding that this is what it means. And the unfortunate thing is, Tanya, you know, is that 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 does happen, right? uh, you know, in relationships. But, you know, to your point, it's what you choose, what you choose for it to be. You know, at some point we can take ownership, Mm-hmm. As we all do, and as adults, and we develop our own definitions. That's the key, Shelby. Yeah. Uh, ownership. Yeah. It's a part of the puzzle. Yeah. So even if, in, you know, according to some standards, if my definition of love is not healthy, mm-hmm. I have to take ownership. That's why I believe and I own up to that and uh, accept responsibility. Absolutely. A lot of people, and I th- just that word, a lot of people don't take ownership. They blame others, they blame their circumstances for the way they act. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, so it's so. it's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, it's easy. Wow. <laughs> let me. We got a, another hubby uh, email, and then I'm gonna let Sherlyn ask you a question because our time is going going gone. Sure, uh, sure. Uh, this is um. Let me see. This is a hard choice. Oh, Frank from Florida. Now this is dealing with blended families, mm-hmm. which a lot since you know divorce is high. There are a lot of blended families. She says my wife refuses to allow my children from a previous relationship visit. Our house. There is no baby mama drama between uh, the me and the mother of my children, but my wife just hates the fact that I had kids before I met her. Every time I ask, she throws a fit and makes statements that uh, this is my house, and if you cannot understand it or respect it, then leave. Okay. Uh, then he goes on and on. But he says, help a brother out. What should he do? So the the question is the question is the his wife his current mm-hmm. wife does not allow his children from a previous relationship visit their house. Um, wow. He says there's no baby mama drama, but the wife just hates the fact that he had kids before he met her. What does she do? Wow. Does I, I I would wonder. First thing I want to know does he have kids with her? Yeah, he you know I, that that would be a big factor. You know, maybe she. You know, can she have kids? Um, you know, there's a couple of variables there that can absolutely impact the way she feels. Um, I think it's interesting that knowing that he has kids or he had kids before he married her, that she chose to marry him anyway. Yeah, that was the, that was the red flag I saw. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's. That's tough. I think in a situation like that, you know, um, he has to determine what what's right for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when he determines what's right for him, it'll it'll help him understand uh, what's good for uh, either his wife or and his kids. Mhm. Yeah, he didn't put all that in if they had kids. Um, so. Yeah. Once again, that sounds like a communicational gap. That should have been, you know, what kind of worked out beforehand, the marriage mm-hmm. and, you mm-hmm. know, these kids were there. So once again, that goes back to what Shelby was saying earlier, it's a lack of effective communication. Right. That's that's what I said. That's a that's a non negotiable if I want if I don't want a man with kids but I marry him. Right. Uh, that's conflicting. Uh, and so that that's the that's the major red flag I saw. So absolutely, I mean, they definitely need to need to he needs to talk to her and find out why do you not want my kids around? Help me understand what that's about. That might require coaching. That might require counseling. 
I'm, I'm thinking more counseling. Yeah, um, I'm thinking so. I'm thinking so, too. Counseling. Uh, and there's a difference between coaching you guys and counseling. Absolutely. Uh, email me and I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> Tanya, TanyaWhite.com. Shirley, you have a quick question? I got one more before we let Mr. Hill go. Thank you so much, first of all. Uh, mm-hmm. One quick question, I guess. If you can give three tips to husbands, uh, kind of like that email we just read, uh, that are struggling with uh, marriage and, you know, they're ready to or either leave altogether due to the constant fighting and nagging. I mean, mm-hmm. what kind of husband? What kind of advice would you give them? Yeah, yeah. The, the, I would first off, first thing I would say, if if he's having trouble determining whether he should stay with his wife or leave his wife, um, because of you know her constant nagging and fighting all these issues, I would ask him if it. You know, was it always this way? Mm-hmm. You know, was it always, was she always, was your relationship always this way? And if it was, why did he marry her? If if it wasn't, I would, you know, I would ask him to really, if it wasn't always that way, I would ask him to take a minute, you know, take some time to himself and look back from the very beginning to when they they met and and just replay and rewind everything and, and, to, and all the way from from the beginning to the present and determine what has changed in their marriage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what has changed for her to be the way that she is with him that's driving him to the point that is driving him. Um, and, and, you know, so that's that's number one. The second thing I would say is, um, you know, once he's done his rewind and, and he's assessed this period of reflection and, and if it's an option for him or them, I would suggest that he's sincerely make an effort to share with her what he's come up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be that he take ownership and he say to her, you know, um, I realize that I shouldn't, I shouldn't have made, I should have made a different decision regarding our marriage. Mm. He could say, you know, it's evident that we should not have married. And I realize that you've always been exactly the way that you are. And I just chose to see something different. Or, you know, it could be that through his reflection, he realizes that, you know, where things changed in their marriage. If they, are, if they weren't always that way, things changed, and he could, he could determine that, and he could acknowledge it and validate her feelings, and, and then they together could take actions to possibly, you know, be an open door to turn their marriage around. Wow. Yeah, and then the third thing I would say, Tanya Shirley, is I would, again, I'd tell him to be true to himself. Be true to himself. Be true and honest to himself. That, yeah, that, that sounds like our last email. He, Charles from Baltimore said... He married his wife out of financial convenience when he was laid mm. off. And, yeah. Uh, you know, they were just casual dating partners until he hit rough times. He was dating several other women, but because she helped him financially, uh, you know, he married her uh, and tolerated her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now he's truly understanding the man he's supposed to be and his purpose and knew that she never was meant to be his wife. And it sounds like you're saying he's gotten real with himself mm. yeah. and uh and, and at a cross crossroads right now. Uh I have one more question, Shelby, before you go, but those thanks everyone in the chat. Tune in next week. We're talking about money, power, respect from a male's perspective. It's gonna be a hot show once again. But Shelby, before we let you go. Sure. I have one more question. This is a pressing issue. Um for women, ambitious women, career driven women um, those who are professionally prosperous, mm-hmm. 
what? Uh, how does a man uh, handle that? A woman who has a, a thriving career. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we hear most times that you know men tend to feel intimidated, insecure, uh, or threatened by a, a, not independent woman, but uh, a woman who knows what she wants out of life and has has had success. How do how does a man, from a male perspective, handle that, that and not feel less than a man? But you know, that's an interesting question. I've, I've gotten asked that question before, and I got to tell you. I, to to me, I, my wife is, uh, you know, she's a powerhouse. And powerhouse? She has it going on. <laughs> she's on, know, what, Home Shopping Network. You've probably seen her, ladies. Yeah, yeah, she's on there. She's building a, you know, direct sales business. I mean, she's a powerhouse uh, with Compass. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, yeah, um, I think it's important for a man to be doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that. If he's doing his own thing and he's doing what's important to him and what he likes and all that good stuff, then I think it's easy to to um, support your wife, wow. you know, because you're both breadwinners, you're both contributing. You know, it goes right back to marrying right, you know. Mm-hmm. British and I talked about that. When she asked me, well, does it matter who makes the most money? And I was like, no, it doesn't to me. It wasn't something that was important to me. And, wow. you know, so that's a non-issue for us. There's been times that I've made more money and it's flip-flop. You know, and right. there's been, been times that we've done, you know, made, you know, equal amounts. So I think when a guy is doing his own thing and he's happy with himself and content with himself, um, it's easier for him to happily support and, and cheer, you know, and, and basically cheer his wife on in whatever it is that she may be want, she may be doing to be successful. Wow, cheer her on. Yeah, be her cheerleader. Exactly. He needs to. He needs to champion his wife. No question about it. <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal question. Yes. To all the professional women out there who think they have to minimize who they are, no, uh, to have a healthy marriage. No, that's not the man for you. Not at all. Wait, wait. Sherlyn, you have time for one more question? Then we're gonna let Mr. Hill go. Been sensational, Shelby. Thank uh, you. I really just wanted to um, give out his contact information, so you know some people can go check him out in his fullness. In his fullness. <laughs> in a All right. term, he's a bad man. He's a bad <laughs> man like Shad. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. It's been a great show. It's always a pleasure to be on the show. Um, yeah, my contact information, again, is uh, you can reach me at Shelby at ShelbyMHillCoaching.com. Uh, my email, that's my email. My website is ShelbyMHillCoaching.com. Uh, you can definitely look out for the Shelby Show premiering September 29th uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern via Blog Talk Radio. What is it? Uh, the Shelby Show the on Shelby September 20th. The Shelby Show. And its commentary, its guest interviews, its live coaching and advice on air yeah. about real relationships, you know, straight talk, straight answers. And, um, oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Wendy Williams says it all the time. I believe it. Give yep. it to me straight. Give it to me straight. And so I'll be, uh, and during that time, around the, that week of the 29th, I'm going to release my first uh, e-book, free e-book, and it's called The uh, the right, Ladies, The Writing is on the Wall, Read It, Seven Major Signs wow. to, know, to Know Your Relationship is Over. Oh, <laughs> listen. Yes. We probably need to do something together. But 99 <laughs> Mills come out that week. Who make your life a living hell? <laughs> 
And it seems like the writing's on the wall goes with that because we get so many signs, Shelby. No, so many, so many. But you got to read it. You got to read the writing on the wall. Listen. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> oh, listen, you might need to sell that. That, that seems like a million-dollar seller because women yeah. buy more relationships from men more so than women. Trust right. me. Right, right. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> My my male friends said, "Honey, if you were uh, if you were a man, you would have been on the New York Times bestseller list." Oh uh, wow, Tanya! Yeah, I mean, he broke it down to me because me, I mean, women just yeah, you know, and we that's a whole nother show. <laughs> and don't be sending me no emails because look, I've studied this industry. I know exactly. Uh, <laughs> so that's gonna be a hot show, the Shelby Show. The Shelby um, Show. Did you give us a time? I didn't want to do Yeah, it's 7 p.m. You can, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, you can you can go to, I know the profile is up now, and you can just type in uh, theshelbyshow.com. The show, that's catchy. Yeah, thank you. And it's uh, Real Relationships, Straight Talk, Straight Answers. Straight Talk, Straight Answers. Listen, Shelby, I love having you on the show. Uh, it's always a pleasure. As always. And yes. hello, British. Hello. I will. The video blog, and I will be sending her requests pretty soon. I love it. You two are fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. Thank you. So Thank much. you. Thank you. But listen, we're going to follow up with you later. Much success, and I will be tuning in to the Shelby Show September 29th, right? That's right. All right, then, Shelby. You have a phenomenal night. You too. Thank you both, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. If you just tune in to Real Talk with Tanya White, I added a few more minutes. We had have a phenomenal show, you guys, and um, just some wonderful commentary and participation in chat, Sherlyn. This show, I, I've been writing notes. I've been writing them notes. What have you learned, Sherlyn? Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I'm writing notes, and I'm probably going to have to go back and listen to the archives of the show. Yeah. Shelby was awesome. Yeah, Shelby, Jesse, and, and it's just refreshing to hear uh, the male perspective about male and issues. You know, I was glad that so many men reached out and chatted or commented and asked questions. That yeah. I, I like that. Real Talk loves men. We love everybody, but we love it when men share uh, their thoughts and uh, comments, especially we had some before Hush Radio said he has been married 10 years and loving it. So what I got from this show there are some men out there who are, want to be married, and they love being married. And it's not like, oh, I have to marry you. I want to marry you. And so right. I'm so glad to see that and uh, see that change. And like you said, Sherlyn, we need more models, more healthy models. Start watching those reality love shows that's scripted and to get yeah. ratings. Uh, nobody yeah. finds love in 30 days. With somebody and then the thing about it. We missed your Are You Serious moment, but that's one of the things. Are you serious? Are you know, you they serious? find love on the first show and then come back and find it again. Yes. <laughs> we didn't have that today, but we're going to bring Emery back. You know, I love letting the little girl work. Um, yeah, that, that and like you said, it is shaping the framework uh, for a, a, a whole new generation who are watching these shows and uh thinking that this is how I find love. I go on the show, I get drunk, I do things, I shake my body and uh offer sexual right. suggestive behavior to a man. Uh 
and, you know, and even if they're not doing it, even if they're getting their 15 minutes of fame, just thinking that you have to go and do certain things in front of people, uh, just just doing horrible things for our up-and-coming uh, children of our future. <laughs> so we right. need to change that with shows like this, with shows like yours, Strolling, Unveiling the Mad. Uh, and so give out your contact uh, once again, and we're going to uh, close out in just a few moments. Okay, Mike. Uh, um Website is www.unveilingthemask.com. That's unveilingthemask, M-A-S-K, dot com. I'm also on Facebook and MySpace. MySpace is Unveiling the Mask, as well as Facebook is Sherlyn Vaughn. Sherlyn Vaughn. And you can visit TanyaWhite.com and sign up for Tanya's Tips. Become a Real Talk sponsor. I am on Facebook. And it is Facebook.com backslash Real Talk with Tanya White. Go to TanyaWhite.com. Uh, the 99 Males Who Make Your Life a Living Hell is coming out September 29th. We're going to have a pre-release blog talk uh, show, the 24th, where the relationship coach himself is going to be my co-host. Next week we're talking about money, power, respect. That's what you need in life, man. That's what the song says. We're going to talk about it. We have three of blog talk sensational Male hosts, we have Dayton Talbert, uh, Spike Spielberg, and Mo Stegall. They're going to come kick the truth about why men need money, power, and respect, Sherlyn. That show is going to be hot. We probably have to extend that show, too. I'm hyped right. for that show. I got my questions <laughs> ready because I need to know <laughs> why men need it so much. Sherlyn's book is coming out when? Your new book? It will be releasing in March of 2010, and it's titled Unveiling the Mass. Unveiling the Mass. Again, uh, the 99 Males Who Make Your Life a Living Hell, September 29th. Uh, January, we're kicking off a, a four-part girl series, Girl, Go For It, Girl, Handle Your Business, How to Build Brand and Boom Your Business. Then we're doing a co-author project. I'm going to be busy in 2010. Positioning myself to win, y'all. I hope you're doing the same thing. Remember, if you miss any of this show, you can uh, download the archive via, uh, what is it, iTunes. Uh, pass the show on. Uh, Facebook it, tweet it. It was very good information. Or if you missed last week's show, it was about dating. But if you're married, you can glean a lot from uh, that show last week. Again, it has been a wonderful. Remember, communication, commitment, and trust is what I heard both of the men guests saying is how you have magnificent marriages. Listen, we're going to close out. You know I love me some Joe LaVert, Shirley. You know I do. And so <laughs> we're going to close out with LaVert. Uh, loving you is so easy to do because when you get the right person, when you marry the right person, and you have that commitment, communication, and trust, then it's like ABC123, y'all. I love you guys. Tune in next week. Have a phenomenal weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. Either comes a time in every man's life when he's got to fall in love and he's got to find the right one. And I think I found it in you. Woke up this morning to breakfast in bed. The coffee was hot and the eggs I got was right, so right. Girl, I gotta tell you, 
I see something that'll look good 